Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two. Thank you for listening to the Successful Life Podcast. We have no dues or fees, so please refer this podcast to a friend. Make sure you rate, review, and hit the subscribe button. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Barrier, and I'm here with Angelo and his, his nephew, is that right? My nephew, Carson. Nephew, Carson. Look at him. Isn't he adorable? So we were just talking, and, you know, I don't usually start the podcast out, well, sometimes I do, talking about just normal stuff. Can I cuss with him? I guess he's going. Okay. 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 I slip up. So, like, we were just talking about, you know, Angelo had said, you know, Corey, this is the reason we do what we do in our time is valuable and people not, you know, we, we have people tugging at us from left and right, you know, whether it be our clients or our patients or our, our friends or people who we're in business with or whatever. And those moments take away from the time that we have with our family. And Angelo, I don't know about you, but I struggle with, as an entrepreneur, um, I struggle with, I feel like I'm so all in with my business and with what I'm doing right now with the podcast, whatever that, that, that part of the family definitely suffers. Um, but Tim Grover, I think said it best. He said, you know what, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're a cleaner or a closer, I can't remember which one it is. If you're that guy, something Mm -hmm. in your life is going to suffer. And do you have that same experience? Oh man. Um, I'll even bring it back to when I used to be a police officer. You, know, you and I have, have briefly talked about this and I've talked about it on my own podcast and as well as other interviews, but my background was in law enforcement and coming up from a family that was uh, all from the service, whether it be military or law enforcement, I was very like, I want to be that. Right. So at, at 22, I believe I got hired. Once I got hired, it was all about my career. You know, it was about being the youngest guy in the academy and then trying to be the youngest guy on the SWAT team and then trying to do be the youngest this, the youngest that. And it, it was like I was the youngest and I wanted to use that as my, it was kind of like my, uh, my the chip on my shoulder. Yeah. Right? Like you're the youngest guy, like no one expects anything from you, no degree. You just came from living at your mom's house, right? So I was, I was you know, for, I had this chip on my shoulder every time I operated on the streets. 
So like that goes back to kind of give you the foundation as to why I was so all about my career. And at 25, um, during, you know, some SWAT qualification stuff, I was jumping over a wall and I slipped and I banged my knee into the wall. My kneecap gets launched into my groin. I un, like, I misaligned my hips and I get, yeah, dude, it was crazy. I know it was, um, and like, then I, got, well, like, I, I can't even understand what that means. And I'm, and I have a health back health and wellness background in training and, and ther- hormone therapy. I don't know what you mean when you say your knee went into your groin. What, what does that mean? Like, my kneecap, like it up my groin because I hit it at the perfect, the perfect spot that like, cause so imagine this is me running, right? I went yeah. to go, go like this and this literally hit the wall, the wood. It was like a solid wood wall and my kneecap just went up my leg. Dude, I know. I know you might, I don't know if I apologize for everyone who may be queasy or like, whatever, oh, well, they'll get over it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's too late now, right? You got to. <laughs> right. I'm not editing it out. It's pretty good. It's a crazy story. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a crazy injury and uh, one that it, it ended my career. And, uh, you know, so that was March 2015, right? And then all these other things happened. And, to go back to the question of like the whole balance of family and your career at that point in my life, I was willing to sacrifice everything for my career. It was the only thing I knew. It was the only option that I had because I had no degree. Right. And I was all in on my career. I was going to be the most badass warrior that I could be. Right. Sure. And just like that, it got taken away. Just like that, my identity as a warrior, as this bad mother, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was gone. And that's when I realized, like later on, much later on, I mean, you know, I, I, I got depressed, I gained a ton of weight, all these bad things happened in my life. Um, but that's when I realized that I was living an unbalanced life. Now, here's one thing, too, I'll give you and I'll share this with you. One of the most profound things I've ever heard was from one of my good friends. He's actually in RT as well, uh, Ron Reed. And I've shouted him out before, but one of the most profound things I've ever heard, he said, balance isn't always 50-50. Mm. I was like, mm, hallelujah. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so delve into that a little bit more. <laughs> you know, um, and that's something that I had to kind of, I wasn't, if I had heard that, when I was 22 to 25, I wasn't ready for it. I would be like, nah, 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 nah. And at the time, right, I had my fiance, who was now my wife. Um, and, you know, we were going through our own, like, relationship issues because I was so into my career. Like, when I was at work, my head was at work. When I was off of work, I was training to be better at work. So, like, 24-7, it was all about this. Yeah. And there was no other, like, I stopped going to church. Um, I, I, you know, I would kind of see my family here and there, um, but everything was around my career. So the balance wasn't there. So I know like in the entrepreneurship world, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you don't, you can't have balance. You can't have this. I believe that like when you get to the top, right, whatever the top means to you, it's going to be lonely as shit if you're by yourself. 
What do you think about that? I think that this conversation was, is it, it's really hitting home for me because, um, you know, so in tr- 2018, I uh, 2017 in October of 2017, I started, I sold my personal training business and I started a hormone replacement clinic. So testosterone replacement, growth hormone, a bunch of cool shit, right? I just, I loved it. I, and I built the, the business from the ground up. October 2018, my partner comes in and says, you know, I'm not paying you anymore. So it was a, it was a devastating day. And, and I could go into more detail, but it, you know, my the listeners have heard the story now probably 25 times. So the, but at the end of the day, uh, since that day, I've been rebuilding because I lost everything. I had to walk away and lose everything. The the good news, it, which seemed like the worst day, right, of my life. Yeah. But the but it was not by far was not the worst day. In fact, most of my worst days of my life have been actually the best days of my life because mm-hmm. it got me out from under a sinking ship, which is now still sinking and is in you know, he's probably a million dollars in debt at this point. I mean, it's insane. Like, and when I walked away, it was probably 300,000, but I walked away with no money, but I also walked away with no debt. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it was a kind of a huge win really. Um, but I tell you that story because this past year I've been going through, you know, depression. I, and I didn't even realize it to be honest with you. Um, but just sometimes it would be so – I would I would just close my office doors and just bawl my eyes out because I didn't know what to do. You know, I've been – you know, I went back and I got my NLP certification and I, you know, tried yeah. launching my coaching stuff, which is hard as shit. Um, yeah. and, and just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And, yeah. and what I didn't realize through this whole year process is that – I have been setting myself up for this is one of the things, this podcast, because I'm, I'm in, I, I never pictured myself doing a podcast. I bought a mic. It sat on my desk for three months because I told myself, well, you don't know how to do a pod. Who the hell is going to be on your podcast? And then at Arte Live, I met, met Ryan Williams, who was my first interview. And nice. he said, and he said, yes. And so I had, I was now in a position where I had no choice to figure it out, but to figure it out. Cause I wasn't going to let him down. I wasn't going to look stupid yeah. and it was such a great opportunity. So I then have since then, which has only been less than a month ago, I think approximately a month ago. Yeah. I've, I've gone from having, from doing stuff around the house and doing the shopping and, you know, because I had the time to now doing nothing except for this. Mm. And and I had to dig in some, some days or 20 hours a day. And, and so back to the balance, you know, I, when I get my hands on something that either I really love or that I feel like is making a difference, I do go all in. And and lots of times my family suffers and I have an amazing wife, like mm-hmm. amazing. Like she's like, dude, I see what you're doing you're doing your thing, go, you know, it, but it, there, but there comes a point where she's like, all right, dude, like you got, you got to at least recognize that I'm here. 
Yes. You know, I mean, and so that, I think that's where a lot of people struggle. And, and, you know, to your point that I, you know, I recently I've been going through this exact same thing, you know, it's just been head has been down. This is what I've been doing. Cause I had to learn how to do all of this by myself. I didn't have really have any help. And it's not that I couldn't have gotten help because I did have some, a Fabian. Do you know Fabian? No. E.G. Genetics. Mm-mm. All right. Well, he's, he's, one, he's one of us. Um, and he, I met him at the, at the live event. And, you know, him and I are, 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 are so similar in a lot of ways. But the point is, is that he also started the podcast from nothing. And so he gave me some pointers and sat down with me and helped me a little bit. And, and here we are. Um, and there's so many things that have developed since that weekend at RT Live it, that weekend cha- has changed my life. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's just, it's unreal. And I don't know how we got, I don't know how I got off on all that, but this I, podcast okay, is not about me. It's about you. So let's. No, that's so, what, dude, this is what it's about, man. <clears throat> like, I really yeah. enjoy it. Likewise. And, and the thing is like, going back to what we were talking about at the very beginning, even before we started recording uh, was if I'm giving my time to you, that means I won't be able to give my time to him or to anybody else. And that's one of the critical things that we have to worry about. And I mean, it, it, it does play into that whole work life balance. Cause like yourself, I'm very go, 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 you know, it's something I learned and something I adapted to, um, from my law enforcement career was like, if there's fear, that's where I got to go towards, right? That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid to speak in front of people. I'm afraid to start my own podcast. I didn't know how to do the, um, our, our podcast. I was sure. like, I'm going to grab a recorder and just speak right into it. And I mean, that's, that's really as, as simple as it should be, right? I mean, yeah, you can edit, you can do all these other cool things and get this cool equipment. But at the end of the day, it's the person behind the, the equipment, behind the tools that's making it work, right? Very so. True. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, I, I got to get this, oh, this new mic. I got to get this. I was like, bro, you know, well, you know what mic you need? You just got right there. You can record a podcast right here. Do you do yours on, what's the name of it? Um, Anchor. You, Anchor. Oh, you do do. So does, all right. So tell me a yeah. little bit about Anchor. I don't know. I'm, I'm on it, but I don't know anything about it. I don't the use cool. it really. Yeah. I mean, the cool <clears> thing about Anchor is like, I'm not, again, my background's in law enforcement. I don't know all this tech crap like unless you need to learn it so i'm like oh. right me too i'm probably um, far worse than you are i am completely illiterate when it comes to stuff like this <laughs> you're, you're like, www what's that <laughs> right so dude it's so true like i can't even tell you it's, um, the cool thing about Anchor is you you record it right on its platform, and what it does is it, is it blasts out your podcast to Spotify, to iTunes, to um, like what is it something Podcast Republic I think it's called like all these major uh, Google Podcasts right all these major platforms you record it on Anchor, which is kind of like the hub. Once you post it on Anchor, it blasts it out to everything else. So instead of individually having to post on each of these different platforms. You do it on Anchor once, and it puts it all out there. So Libsyn's the same way, right? You know, it's got it blasted all out to, and I don't, I don't know, probably ten or twelve different things. Some of them I don't even had never even heard of, 
Right, right. Um, and but Anchor's free, right? Anchor is free, correct? Yeah. So Libsyn is not free. So maybe that's the difference. And and do you get to like put your music in? Do you have music yeah, at mean, the beginning? Yeah, I mean, you could mess around with it. Like, if you listen to our podcast, there's like an intro whenever I'm like, hey, you know, uh, welcome to the Just F the Podcast. I'm Angela, I'm your host. That part in the beginning, there is an intro. Like, there's an intro, there's intro music to it. But then once it cuts into the actual meat and potatoes of the podcast, the music goes away. So, so how you do you do all that on your phone, which is cool. Okay, all right. So I have to do mine through Audacity. Okay. So I take, I take and I drag the intro file into now. I just, my wife just started a podcast and she's actually learned, she's way smarter than I am. And so she, she figured out how to, how to save just the intro, just the outro. Cause what I was doing, this is how ass backwards I am. I would go and take the full song and drag it in, cut it. This is for every podcast. At the beginning, taper the shit down, and then take the outro, do the take it to the end, do the same thing, cut it out after every podcast. And she's like, dude, why are you doing it like that? I'm like, uh, is there a better way to do it? She's like, oh, yeah, here. I'm, we're going to save the intro like this, and we're going to save like this. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I, 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 so it saved me a ton of work, and she's been doing her podcast all of about a week. And so, she's already caught up to you in episodes, huh? <laughs> oh my god, it's crazy, dude. She's but she's like I said, she's so much smarter than me. She's yeah. she's a wedding photographer, and she's really good. But she just so she knows about editing pitch. I don't know. She's smarter than I am. How about that? Right. Let's just go with that. Our so. I, I would say yes. That would be either, either whether you believe that or not, that's a smart answer to say is yes. You, you got you got hey, you get it, man. You you unlock the secret to a, to a happy life, happy life, happy wife. You just say yes. And, mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. right so away. Right away. so so what? Okay, so tell me about your your childhood and what made you. Uh, you said that you got into law enforcement because your parents were in the service. Is that right? Mm-hmm. My family, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, did you feel? Yeah. Did you feel pressured, or did you just have that desire? Oh no, man! I was I was that little kid that would play, you know, like commandos and stuff, and like you know, shoot cars out of the window, like bazookas and grenades. I I was that I was that kid, you know, and I would love having family parties. And I'm kind of thinking about it now because we recently just had Thanksgiving, um, and it was, it was one of those times where my, my dad, uh, he was in the U S army and then, you know, family members would kind of come around and share their war stories. And growing up, I would just kind of, I would love to just sit at the table and just listen, you know? And I was like, that's so badass, you know? And I would like reenact these things in my head, like, and I would, I, I just grew up around that. And so I wanted to be able one to be able to one day sit at the big boy table and share my own stories, that was like legit what I wanted to do. Have and, you ever have you ever thought about just really quick? Have you ever thought about that subconsciously, uh, unbeknownst to you or anybody else, that you were programmed subconsciously to to why to become a part of the service or the or or, or police or whatever because you are around it so much 
you subconsciously soaked all that stuff in as a kid. And that's why you decided to, to do what you did. Have you ever thought about oh. that? Um, I, I think so. I mean, cause it was always like, it was cool to me. Sure. It was cool. Like, and then, and then, I mean, you, you kind of go into the whole subconscious thing. We started watching, uh, my dad would love like action movies, you know, like John claude Van Damme and all these fighting Kung Fu movies. And so I was very like, yeah, I mean, growing up, I was doing, you know, martial arts and boxing and doing all these things. So like, I think throughout my childhood, it just kind of, it was natural for me. Sure. You know? And, and even on, honestly, like after high school, I wanted to go into the military. I wanted to go into the army, just like my dad. But then I ended up busting my right knee. Uh, I tore my meniscus, and um, it was such a bad injury that they said I would never run again. And that was at 20 years old. Uh, so and this I, was I, before. This was before the other thing. Exactly. Yeah. Oh shoot! So at the time, my dad was deployed, so he didn't even see me through my injury. He was over in Afghanistan. So I got my, uh, I got my surgery at the VA and um, the doctor told me, and my wife was with me at the time, the doctor told me that I would never sprint again because I was young. I was scared. I didn't want to get it checked out. So I waited about a year to get the surgery. And at oh. that time, muscles and all these things had atrophied. And at the time I'm, I'm like, okay, it's fine. I just hurt it really bad. And it eventually it will heal itself. Sure. Um, Long story short, it didn't. I had to get the surgery. They're like, yeah, you're never going to run again. But I had it in my mind. I'm like, okay, well, obviously that takes me out of the whole thing for the military. I can't do that anymore. Um, but I still really, really wanted to serve. And I really had to, like, I remember telling myself, I'm not going to accept this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to accept not being able to run anymore. Like, who are you to tell me what I can and can't do? And maybe it was young, egotistical, I was hot-headed, whatever. But I'm like, you're not going to like, you're not going to dictate my future. And I really pushed myself. And I mean, I went through their physical therapy again. They're like, yeah, it's not responding. Um, my, or my, my leg wasn't responding to it as well as it, as it should have. But, you know, thank God at 22 years old, I was able to put myself back, get into uh, San Jose PD. So uh, I moved out from, I moved away from my parents here in Chicago, and then I moved to the Bay Area and became a cop for San Jose. I mean, there's there's so many things, man, like in that story that I'm just kind of reminiscing now about. Like, well, crazy. Do you think about this? Like, just what you said about your mind. You put. You said to yourself, "I'm not going to accept this diagnosis, and I'm I will run again." And that in my, for, you know, I am huge on subconscious and, and, and that your mind, you, you, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, have you listened to any of his stuff or read any of his books? Oh yeah. So Great. if you've ever read, you know, if you've read even, um, uh, the placebo effect where he talks about how he healed himself, you cannot deny what the mind can do. If you listen to hit that man's story, you cannot, mm-hmm. you cannot deny it, period. Mm-hmm. So you did exactly the same thing. You defied what they said you, were, you couldn't do. And in your mind, you said, I am going to do this. And you did it. So think about all the things in the future you can do if you just put your mind to it. 
Oh, you're you're giving me chills right now because it just like reminds me of all the all the things that you know I've had to personally go through, and I, you know, there's always someone that's had it worse. But when I think about it, man, like an idea that came to mind when you were talking about that was when I was young. Maybe it's like the the immaturity. I wasn't really open to any any listening to anybody else. But as we get older, we start to listen to other people. We start to take into account of their opinions and like, oh, yeah, this is never going to happen. And then that that young, you know, mindset where it's like, no, 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 I, I got this. Where later on, 5, 10, 15 years later, you're like, maybe I don't got this. That little seed of doubt that planted and you let manifest a little bit became something wider. And this is one thing that, I believe why it led my second injury was way worse. I'll tell you this after my, after this injury, um, my buddy who was driving me home from the PD cause I couldn't drive. So he drove me home and we were talking and he was like, Hey man, I hope you get better. And I was still young. Right. So I was like, yeah, I'll be fine, man. You know, honestly, you know, this is just going to make the story sweeter. I remember, I remember and in my head, I was like, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back faster because at the time, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the NBA, but, you know, Russell Westbrook, he went through like a knee surgery and he got back sooner and he ended up actually jumping higher before, uh, you know, he, he actually ended up jumping higher after his surgery. So I'm like, dude, I got this, you know, with technology nowadays, I'll be fine. And so we'll fast forward. I go, I, I see the best, um, what's what I can't even think of the, the doctor right like he worked on like Joe Montana's shoulder he works with like UFC fighters like this was the guy to go to all people all over the U.S. actually the world would come to him when you go to his office you see all these famous Olympians NBA NFL all these like Hall of Fame dudes pictures signed and I was like I'm like I'm sitting in his office I'm like cool you know I'm like Oh, you know, I'll give you a little photo, autograph, whatever. <laughs> How did you find him? He he was just known. He was like local. He was actually he his office was down the street from where I lived at the that's, time. That's cool. And I was like, this dude, like, I was doing my I was doing my therapy next to UFC and NFL guys, and I was like, this is so sick. And they're probably looking at me. I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> That's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so like I was getting like top of the line treatment. Um, the newest like stuff that like was not even released to the public yet, to the general public, that kind of stuff. So I was like, I was like, I'm totally gonna be back, especially with this guy, you know, like putting me back together. Um, but I didn't. Actually, it got worse. Um I and I think it's because I, I, that seed and that doubt, I, I just entertain it just a little too long. I, I, I entertain it just long enough for the roots to kind of dig in. And, you know, that was March 2015 when I got hurt. July 2015 was when my mentor, um, Sergeant uh, Scott Lunger, he got shot and killed in, uh, in the line of duty. And, um, Dude, it was, it was, uh, it was, that was like the turning point, man. I'll, I'll never forget. Like that was a turning point of my recovery because at that time I was already hearing that, you know, my knee wasn't responding. 
you know, it's not really, they're not really seeing progress. And it was just negative report after negative report after negative report. And it was like the first time where I I really started to think like, maybe I'm not going to get better. And then Sergeant Longer gets shot and killed. And that just like, if I was on the edge, that set me over the edge. And now I was hurting physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And um, that was a very, uh, very significant point in my life because that's when a lot of things changed. I could, I felt like the drop in my hope, like the little, the little shimmer of light that was there, gone. And I, I did not, I did not respond well. I did not respond well. I got hooked on the pain, med- uh, the pain medication. You know, I was drinking, um, you know, PTSD, all these things that it like opened up Pandora's box. Sure. You know. Did you ever think, have you thought back since then that, you know, the knee, well, your knee getting knocked up into your groin, did you ever think there was a reason for that? And the reason that for that was that you have a higher calling and that higher calling means you need to be alive. And if you continue on doing what you were doing for the force or police is a police whatever department that you weren't going to be able to fulfill that calling. Mm. This episode of the successful life podcast is brought to you by house call pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork or boost revenue house call pro is your all in one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. Man, I'll tell you a story that um, I've only told a handful of people. But the day of the SWAT qualification... I know, like, if I prepare, I have no reason to be nervous. So whether I was, you know, getting ready to box or play a basketball game or whatever big event, if I prepare, I'm calm. And for this SWAT test, I prepared the hell out of it. So I felt confident. I'm like, dude, I'm about to be the youngest guy, blah, blah, blah. And I I played into my own head. I got into my own legend. But I was very calm leading up to the day of the the qual and i woke up perfect time i ate i do i I remember it too it was bagel it was a bagel and peanut butter i ate it like an hour and a half before the event and i knew i had everything timed right everything was to the t i was i i had my bags ready packed up it was it was everything was streamlined I get to the front door of uh, our apartment at the time and I pick up my bags. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm getting ready to head out. And for some reason I had this, 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 like, um, I felt nervous and I was like, why? Like, you you know, I just like, "Mm, I, I know I freaking prepared. Like, I don't know. There's no reason to be this. I'm like, maybe I'm just 
anxious? I don't know. But I'm like, you know what? All right. Close the door, put my bags down. I get on, I go to the couch and I do something that I haven't done in a long time. I prayed. I, I literally got on my knees and um, elbows to the couch and I prayed. And it was a very half-hearted, shallow prayer in all honesty like the way I, it was like insurance right like just in case like i know i prepared and i'm I'm, gonna, I'm good but just in case right i'm just gonna prepare just just in case insurance and the last line of my prayer is whatever happens i'm going to accept dude real talk bro like i, I i'm having goosebumps just thinking about it again because i remember saying those exact words like i was like all right god you know whatever happens you know it's your will i'm gonna accept it but it was kind of like that that smirk on the side where i'm like like i'm gonna be fine you know just in case and then obviously i get hurt and they're rushing me to the hospital they get me to the hospital bed and i remember like as the meds were were wearing off I was trying to get like a nurse's attention to like give me some more meds. You ever you ever get to the point of pain where you just start to shake because it's so painful and it it was like that for a good like five ten I don't even know maybe even longer and like no nurse dude they were just passing me by. It's like they didn't see me. I was like excuse me excuse and I was literally going like this passing me by and then I I remember just like what the like what is going on and I remember after that I look up into um, I look up into the ceiling and I look at the lights and I'm like, God, what the fuck? Like, God, what? Like, I, I, I envision so many possibilities. I envision this to work out in so many different ways. I did not see this one. You know how hard I worked. You know how hard it was for me to leave my family to to sac the sacrifices and the blood, sweat, and tears I've I've done to get to this point. And this is what you do to me. Like, what the and literally, like like a little kid that got told to like be quiet, I was like, I remember that prayer, and I, when I said whatever happens, I'm gonna I'll accept. And I remember just like, oh. and like looking down, I'm like, I did say that. And and that was when I was like, like maybe maybe this was supposed to happen. But like, no, you know, but that was the first time I ever, I ever thought like maybe this was supposed to happen. I, I would say that, you know, everything in our lives, the, every person that we meet, whether it's good or bad, and whether the experience is good or bad, there is a reason for everything. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe, I believe that everything that comes and goes in our life comes and goes in our life because the universe or God, whatever you want to call it to me is the same. Um, that's the way it's designed. And yes. for, you know, for a guy like me, um, you know, in 2005, I got caught. So very opposite than you, I got caught with four ounces of cocaine. And was that me? that No, I remember the guy that caught me. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, and I'll tell you this quick story. My wife asked me the other day, she said, hey, is there anything that you would not change five years ago? 
And I'm like, what, where, where, what the hell kind of, what are you talk, kind of talking about? And I said, well, I guess I would not change us getting married. And I thought it was going to stop there. And she said, all right, well, what about 10 years ago? I said, well, I wouldn't change the fact that I got sober 10 years ago. And she said, well, what about 15 years ago? I said, I wouldn't change the fact that I got caught with the cocaine 15 years ago. Mm. And the reason for that is because that those moments in my life have gotten me to where I am right now, because I don't know what would have been, I don't know what would have happened to me if I hadn't have gotten caught. If I hadn't got sober, I'd probably be dead is the truth. And so that's why I say there's a higher calling for both of us. And and it's you just have to recognize what that is. And it's, sometimes it's really hard to see because we get in our own way. I know for me, I get in my own way. I'm my worst critic, worst enemy. Uh, you know, I can get in my head and get stuck. And why? Why? Because my I have an idea that's not true. Or I tell myself I can't start a podcast because I don't know how, you know, and and then I buy that bullshit. Mm. And, and then I put it off or I tell you, this is one thing that I, I keep, I, I've said this every day for, I can't tell you how long every, every, so say golf, every swing that you don't take is a, is every swing that you're going to miss. Mm. So you've got to take that swing or you've got to shoot that basket or there's no chance that ball is going in the hoop. If you don't shoot, it's not going in. So you see what I'm saying? So if I don't start the podcast, it's never going to work. Yeah. I've got to step out and do something that's uncomfortable in order for it to move forward, whatever that may be. Hmm. So. Um, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I believe, I don't know, man. When they, so, so right now, so what do you – this was in 2015. So since then, now that you're not, you're not on the SWAT team, right? You were SWAT team. No, I was trying out for it, which is probably like one of the most dangerous freaking jobs you can have. I would imagine. Or no. It, I mean, yeah, because like you, you, it, it's like you get called out for special situations that kind of, you know, it's, it's past just being patrol. You know, it's like the bad guys are real. The bullets are real. Not that it's not on patrol, but like you are going into a house knowing there's a bad guy yeah. in there. Like that's just, and that, I mean, that, that obviously happens on patrol as well. It's just like, this is your job to do this. And I just, I just loved the action. I mean, we were, um, I mean, I don't know how it is now, but I remember when I was still on the streets, they were telling us that, yeah, we're number two in crime statistically because it was just a, such a busy running gun city. And it was really cool. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. You like know, number two, like the most dangerous, like top, like, is that what in, you meant? In, in California, in, in the Bay Area. Yeah. In the Bay Area or California, I, I don't really. Either know. way, if you're number two in, in crime, that's pretty damn high. It was pretty, it was pretty crazy, you know, and, uh, I never really bought into the whole stats, but that was one of the things that just stuck into my head. When I heard that, I was like, oh, it was like, cool. And uh, it just kind of stuck with me since. But again, it was my dream career. I love being part of the good guys, bad guys type of thing. And 
it was, I was always part of something bigger, right? And it was the brotherhood that I really missed. Um, and there's so many different ways we can, we can take this conversation because, you know, there's the whole concept of being part of something bigger, you know, and, and um, you know, the balance of life and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. <laughs> so, so since then you, since you've gotten out of the, the four the police force or whatever, uh, what have you been doing since then? What did you, what route did you take? Yeah. So um, it was, again, with all the mental health issues that I went through. Um, let's go there for a second really quick. Yeah. So let's talk about that because that's important. And I don't think, I, you know, I don't know how many people talk about, you know, that, that dark hallway from a door closing and, and to, till the other one opens, that hallway is real motherfucking dark sometimes. And I think that's the reason why people don't like to talk about it because, you know, it's, I look at it as like you're kind of revisiting that darkness and there's a, there's a lot of lessons from the good and the bad, mostly the bad. Right. But it takes a high level, a level of self-awareness to be able to go back there, pick out that gold and then go back undamaged. Right. Sure. It's a fine line of searching and really trying to understand, but then not searching too long because then it'll start affect you in the present day. That was a really big thing that uh, I, I, I dealt with because I did not want to go back and look at it. I did not want to go back and think about I lost my identity. Now who am I? I didn't want to go back and think about all the things that I've lost and all, everything that I was working up to, everything I was saving up for, just like that, done. It's like I had to press the reset button on life. And like that was my mindset. I literally had to press reset at 25 years old. And I'm like, I got no degree. I got nothing to lean on. I really don't want to do anything else in life. So I guess I'll just drink until I die or something. Yeah. It's funny because my incident happened when I was 26 and everything got stripped, stripped away, taken everything. Rightfully so. I was doing bad shit, but still I had to start over and it was, it was tough. So we, you know, walk me through like what, what kind of thoughts did you have on those days when you realize everything's gone? Everything I've worked for is gone. What am I going to do now? I have no degree. I have no, also like you, I have no college degree. I didn't finish and I got a felony. So like you're really like two strikes. At, you put any of that on a resume or application, you're fucked. Like you're not getting a job. Yeah. <laughs> Period. I don't care what anybody says. Laws no. or no laws. They're not hiring you. Yeah. 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 So, so talk, walk me through how bad, you know, talk, walk me through one of those dark days and what did you do to get out of it? Imagine waking up and I know you, 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 you would get this, but this is for the people that are listening that want that insight. Imagine waking up and the first thing in your mind, the first thought in your head is now what? What to do? What am I going to do today? And it's not like a, oh, what am I going to do today? Perky, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to go kick ass in the world. This is like, oh, damn, I woke up. Like, all right, well, what are we going to do today? I lived a very reactive lifestyle. If someone needed me to do something here, okay, cool. That would give me a little bit of purpose, right? Like, at least I'm useful somehow. You know, babysit 
you know, my cousin, he, at the time he was, I don't even remember how, maybe like four or five years old, do that. And just, it, it was like a zombie, man. Like I had no purpose. I had no fulfillment. I had like reactive reactivity is really the best way to, to describe it. Cause I, I just wanted to be in bed all day to be completely honest, man. I was just finding little things to kind of keep my attention away from the big problem. I'll tell you this, man, there was a little, there's a little um, point in my life where I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. You know what? I remember I, I used to like video games. I'm going to try to be a professional gamer. <laughs> True story. Man. How'd that work out? <laughs> oh, not too well, man. These, these damn kids, man, they're too good. I'm like, oh, this is stupid anyway. <laughs> like, that is too like, funny. I was like, oh, it, but it, I was just trying to find things to fill in. And you were married at the time, right? I got married at the end of 2015, yeah. So 2015 was like that. It was such a dark, dark year for me. And again, that happened in March 2015. So in the first quarter of 2015, all the way until the end, uh, my wife and I got married December 19th, 2015. So, you know, we, it, it was like the only good thing for me that happened that year. Sure. You know. Um, and were you working at the time that you got married? so here's the crazy thing man i wasn't because i couldn't they didn't let me work at the pd um it was such a busy pd like we would get into fights at the uh at the front desk it's it, it it's it sounds ridiculous but at the front desk at the police department yeah people would come in and we would have fights at the front desk of the police department it was crazy it, like i said dude like i'm like this does not make any sense. Like, why would you come and start a fight at the PD? But dude, you know, there's a buzzer there. You hit that buzzer and it goes off. We're going to be coming running into the front. Of, and it's happened multiple times throughout my career. It was crazy. That makes no so, sense. It, 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 did, it didn't make sense. Um, why something like that would happen. But, you know, that's so why I couldn't be there. And it was this weird limbo where I couldn't work. And um, I wasn't making any money. So all the money that my wife and I had saved up to go buy a condo uh, or buy a place or whatever, it got spent into just living into the daily, you know, just surviving. Um, And with the last, you know, few, literally few hundred bucks, I, I just, with the last few hundred bucks left, it was literally just enough to start an LLC on LegalZoom. And I, so from there, I started a supplement company. Uh, reason being is I, I found out about, you know, Andy Frisella, MF CEO in first form. And I'm like, and I just started, I, you know, at the time I've been listening to his podcast. Um, it really helped me get, get back into the gym. You know, I, I was tired of listening to music and I would go into the gym. I couldn't even bench press. Like I had to do everything modified because of my injuries. So I was like, I, I, I got to switch something up. So I started listening to the MFCEO project and that's how I found out about Andy, how to build business and your lifestyle, all that stuff. Long story short. And I've said this multiple times. I just, I literally just copied first form. I started my own, I started my own supplement company um, and you know, everything was on my Shopify store. My fulfillment company was in Ohio. I didn't have to touch anything. And over time it eventually grew, but I really Missed the 
the community. I really miss having a team, being part of something bigger. I mean, yeah, sure, the, the money was cool and being able to help clients was cool, but it was like, is this it? Like, I, I just wasn't happy. And, and it was it was, irritate, it was super irritating because I'm like, I had built this, right? And it wasn't anything massive, but it was definitely growing. But I was like, what the heck is wrong with me? Like, I, why am I still not happy? And I, I miss being part of a team. So I'm like, and I miss working with people, you know? And yeah, so I, I, uh, I rebranded from modern nutrition into modern fitness. And today, you know, we kind of started off in the fitness space, um, helping people with fitness nutrition. And something that we, we really emphasize on um, is mindset. You know, that's the biggest thing. It's what I realized. I mean, during my injury and coming back up, because I had been playing sports and all these things, I knew how to, you know, put on muscle and lose weight. And But even though I started doing that, I would look in the mirror and I was still really unhappy. And I realized that if I don't fix my, my mind, if I don't fix this, it doesn't work. It still doesn't work. So, you know, I, I, created i i started a i got i put a team together it's a brand new team brand new clients i'm like yeah we need a we need a community right like they they need somewhere that we can all have like a group together so i'm like again i'm not tech savvy at all so i'm like how does one of these facebook group works right <laughs> that's free right <laughs> so <laughs> we um and this is a, this is all within the last year so within the last you- year yeah so let me let me stop you for a second. So let's circle back to the stuff the stuff of my company. Like what I find ironic is just about everybody that I've talked to, I have something oddly in common with, and uh-huh. and it makes I I don't even understand it sometimes. This is a great example. I too had a supplement company, um, and it was called PharmaFit Science, and we carried. You have you ever heard of high tech pharmaceuticals? I think they're literally, they're the, they're the world's largest manufacturer of nutritional supplements, period. The world. Wow. They're gigantic. Anyway, uh, one of my best friends, um, one of his best friends owns half of it. So we got in through him, but the problem was, and we went through Shopify which was somewhat of a nightmare. Facebook ads were a nightmare. And let me tell you what, this is what was so frustrating. We would have the number one selling pre-workout, so to speak. And because it had DMAA in it, which I know you Mm -hmm. know what that is, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they would blacklist it. And like when we put it on and got instructed and people could buy it, it would, it would, it was, I mean, it took off, but they shut us down. Like, constantly and a lot of it had to do with the fact that we were connected with high tech because high tech is they they're a big you know they fuck you to the government and everybody else they don't care because they're the biggest people in the business they can do what they want to do and and so they've uh, a lot of people frown upon their business because they're so powerful you know they if they see a company that's in competition they just go buy it I mean, it's ridiculous. It's crazy how huge they are. And so it was a no, it was a no brainer, right? We couldn't fail, but we failed at the business because 
we didn't know how to do marketing. We, we didn't, we couldn't do Facebook ads. And so what has your experience been with, so do you carry like first form stuff? What do you, what do you tell me about your supplements? Oh no, I don't have it anymore. I rebranded. So okay. what happened was um, at the, during that whole thing, I wanted to make a team. I want to move away from products and go into services. I rebranded from modern nutrition, the supplement company into modern fitness. Okay. Do like the more you know, holistic lifestyle coaching type stuff. In house or do you do it like virtually or how, how do you do it? Tell me about your business. Everything's online. Yeah. Everything's online. So, you know, kind of looking at the trend of the online space and how, you know, Amazon kind of made that change in the, in the retail space. I'm like, I knew I would be limited if I could only work around my area. And I really wanted to be able to, I really wanted to be able to work with people remotely, right? I wanted to be able to travel and do my, you know, work from my laptop and you know, that kind of lifestyle. Right. Yeah. So something I learned when I was doing a supplement company and something I took from first form was like, you just got to have, you just got to really care for your clients, each and every one. Right. The whole concept was you create one client a month. It sounds crazy, but you have 30 days to create one client. If you can't create one client in a month, then you're, you're, you shouldn't be in business. Right. So the idea was to create one client a month, serve them above and beyond. And then so much so that they bring a second person the next month. And then you keep doing that over and over and over again. It's what I did with the supplement company. I saw it working. Um, the money started coming in, but I, I wasn't like, uh, you know, so then I was like, I, I want to go into, I want to take this concept, take the things I've learned, create a team and uh, kick ass. <laughs> and so now you guys service people and, you know, you do nutrition coaching, which makes sense. Uh, so, so let's talk, let, let's delve into that for a quick second. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would love your opinion on keto diet we'll start there just a second so keto then intermittent inter i can't say it i uh, if intermittent fasting ever how you say it yeah yeah, yeah. and then vegan okay the reason i bring this up and it's more selfish than anything is because you know i know what i know about nutrition i'm a nutrition coach certified Uh, i've been a trainer for 10 years i've got all the qualifications to write up a diet right well I'm not a nutritionist, as you know. We can't technically write a diet, but you get what I'm saying. Right. But right, my right. but my way of telling people to eat was far different than a lot of stuff that happens now. I mm-hmm. personally think that keto probably is not the best because I I think that I think that it's not sustainable. Um I the vegan part, okay, so I watched the movie. Have you seen the movie? Game Changers? Yes. I haven't, but I hear all these things about it. So I watch that and I'm like, okay, fuck that. I'm not having, all right, I'm I'm like, I'm not eating any more meat because they can, they're convincing. I'm not going to lie to you. And like, I love meat, but they convincing enough that I said, I'll make the, I'll make the shift. Well, then I read another article that said, yeah, well, guess what? All those guys that went vegan are hurt. They're either hurt or they're retired because they got hurt or they're 
Well, that's really the only two things that essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. none of them are doing as good as they say they were doing. Right. So I don't really know what to believe in that area. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on all? And then I, uh, the intermittent fasting, I've been doing eight, like a 12 hour fast, 12 to or okay. eight, thir- I do eight thirty to eight thirty. 30, yeah. at night, eight 30 in the morning. You know, I'm sleeping six, at least six of those hours. So it's not like it's that much time. Right, right, right. So That's now, what do you think about those three things? What would you tell me if I were your 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 patient, your client? So our our approach has is very. It's all about sustainability. If you look at the fitness industry, it's and you obviously you appreciate this too, and you would definitely um, you you would agree that the way coaching and training is set up is that when you're done working with a coach or a trainer, you're just done. Like there's no after program or anything set up for you to be like, good, I can be on my own now. Like, yeah, sure. You may know a little bit more about workouts. You may know what, what you know, your way around the gym a little bit better, but there's so much handholding that this, the, the, there's no independence after. True. You know and what I mean? By design sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you know, and, and that is the problem is that when you can take it fitness or nutrition, right? Like it's, Hey, when you're done working with me, see you later. Hopefully you come back. Wink, wink. Right. That's right. kind of, that's by design how it's supposed to be. I look at that. I'm like, that's kind of bullshit. Right. Cause isn't the point of helping people so that they can eventually do this thing on their own. That, yeah, yeah, yes, I suppose so. Unless you want to look at it from a business standpoint, and then right, go ahead. Exactly, no, exactly, exactly. Because I'm like in a business standpoint. I mean, yeah, you could, you would go back to like, you know, you could lose a client, right? And and you would lose that, blah blah. blah. But long term, and here's a secret for all you fitness nutrition coaches out there: if you serve that client right, I guarantee you, they're that is going to pay for itself 10 times over. They're going to bring somebody else. They're going to tell somebody else about you. And you just keep replicating that. That's how you grow. Well, and dude, they're going to stay with you. They, exactly. And they're going to, they're literally going to stay with you. They, they, just to be around you. Yeah. Just to be with you. Exactly. And if you service them to the point that you make them feel like they are the only client that you've got, that person, they people appreciate that more than anything on this oh, planet. Yes, 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 and you get that, man. I. That's why all these coaches and you know these commercial gyms, it's set up so that when you're done working out with them, peace out, and then you're gonna want to come back. You end up leaving, uh, and and I've heard this so like hundreds of times already, man. Where it's like. Hey, I've worked with a trainer before. I lost some weight. I started, you know, looking better. And then when I was done, I ended up gaining more. Mm. It was like, hmm. So going back to, you know, keto and all these things, hey, it's it's all about sustainability, right? We we focus more on um, more of the what is it called? Like the palm fist fist method, you know, with just portion control eating. Yeah. Like, in, in, yeah, in the end, 
you don't want to be the one at like a holiday party and you're you're just bringing you know chicken and broccoli chicken and broccoli chicken and broccoli right eventually you're going to be like ah so it's it's this too like you got to make sure this is healthy so for me it's like what lifestyle do i want to live i tried keto i tried all these different things in the end it's like i wasn't happy like sure maybe fitness wise maybe i would look a little bit more cut but mentally i was just like hurting myself yeah so what can we do to make this sustainable? Like, how can we make this fit your lifestyle, but still work towards your fitness and nutrition goals? And we want to make sure we educate people so that whether they choose to work with us, hopefully they do, like after it's all done, whether they continue to choose working to work with us or not, they are going to, they are going to be equipped to do this thing on their own. That's always been our approach is to educate, 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 which people don't get enough because they feel like, oh, I got to hold this information for me because you're going to want to come back. That's how everybody else is doing it. That's how you don't, that, that's, I'm like, you know what, you know, keep doing that. We're, 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 we're totally going to roll over you guys. Let's, you keep doing that. That's fine. Absolutely. No, you got so, a good point. It's, so I've written a book, right? And I, and, and, you know, the, this is on the same subject. I struggle because the book is about how to trainers should sell and how they should close a client. And, and I walk them through the steps of how to do that, mm. but I don't want to be in fitness anymore. I don't want to be, I burnt the fuck out, dude. I'm, I, I just don't, I don't want to, I don't, I just don't want to do it anymore. The issue is, is that's what I know most about. I know everything I need, everything a human being could know just about, about exercise and physiology and diet and nutrition. I know that. Yes. And hormones for that matter as well. So like I want to put this book out, but my heart's not in it. Mm. And so I'm, I'm at a bit of a crossroads because, you know, usually people put out a book and then they promote it because they want to sell it. But I, I don't really know what to do with it. Yeah. You know, I, I think that uh, you and I are in that same mindset because I feel the same way. Like I haven't been doing it as long as you and I'm definitely not as um, well versed with all the hormones and all that kind of stuff. I know what works for me. I know what's worked for the clients I've worked with. But what really fascinates me the most now is the mindset. So the reason why I created a team was like, I don't want to just be fitness and nutrition. There's something bigger and even bigger than mindset. It's lifestyle. It's longevity, right? If you look at, if you look at the, on one side of the spectrum, you have, you know, health and, or you have fitness, right? It's kind of the fun, loving community. That's the proactive side. The reactive, the reactive side on the opposite side of the spectrum is healthcare, you know, and, whether you're going to be proactive or reactive, it's on the same thing, right? So it kind of depends on you. So my goal as of recently has been, has I haven't really been too much with on the fitness and nutrition stuff because I've just been doing more of working on the business rather than in. So we have, you know, one of our team members, <laughs> one of our team members, he's actually um, getting ready to become a registered dietitian. We have another guy in physical therapy. We have another person. So we have a lot of different team members with different specialties that help um, overlap and, and really show our team strength. Because we, we can coach, like, stay-at-home mom to a high-level athlete. 
but we know who we enjoy coaching the most. We have that ideal client that like, this is the person we want to coach the most. And that person is actually leaders. You know, we are not like my whole thing. When I put this team together, I didn't want to coach them on their fitness and nutrition. I wanted to coach them on how to work with people. How can they be better with coaching and working with people? You know, and that's kind of where you're at now is at least what I think, you know, it, it sounds like you're kind of, you know, you want to move into something more than just the fitness and nutrition where you want to start working with leaders because it sounds like you have a blueprint on how coaching should be done. And, sure. you know, I'd love to read that for sure. And it sounds like, you know, you, you obviously know what you're doing. Um, you've got the experience on a lot of different levels. Now I think the focus is on how can you, excuse me, find that fulfillment on a bigger scale. And I believe for me, it's the same answer as working with leaders, working, you know, not just necessarily on a corporate level, but working with, working with influencers, right? Not just the social media influencers, but the people who have, you know, who have a direct influence over others. And it's not just about their fitness or their nutrition or their mindset. It's their lifestyle. It's how do they find that quote unquote balance in their life? So, the, you know, starting 2020, that's one of the things that you, this is the first time I've ever mentioned it outside of our own team, but starting 2020, that is, that is what we're going to be doing. Sweet. We're kind of, you know, we, we still have the clients that we're going to be working with and the people who have been loyal. Obviously we're still going to do that, but we really want to target more leaders because you can help a client and that's great. But what if you work with another business leader, right? That person is in direct, you know, um, correlation with like 10, 15 other people. So you're not just helping one person, you're helping 15, 16 people. It's so true. And I'll tell you another thing that I'm sure you've thought about this, you know, working with people who, that are leaders that are, that, that do lead other people or influencers, they're going to do the work that you ask oh, yeah. them to do. And they're going to do it a hundred percent. Whereas your average client may or may they may you know they may show up late you know this guy or girl the leader they're not going to show up late they're going to be on time they're going to do exactly what you tell them to and they're going to get the results that you tell them they're going to get and that's why you want to work with people about like that because you know you're going to be successful if you get these people exactly without a doubt without a doubt there you go man so um all right, dude. Well, let's. I guess let's go ahead and wrap it up. And um, I tell you what, I've really enjoyed sitting here talking to you and 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 learning more about your story. If you could share uh, one or two things, first of all, of course, tell everybody where they can find you. Tell everybody about your podcast because we they need to visit sure. that also. And I appreciate just you know drop uh, to somebody out there that may be struggling like we were in that dark place. Mm-hmm. You know. How can they make a shift in their mindset? What's one thing you could suggest they could do? Mm. I was uh, I was interviewed on a podcast a while ago, and I'll share what I said on there here. If you treat if you treat every hour like a dollar. Where are you investing your time in? Mm. 
where are you investing your time in? If you treat every if you treat every hour like a dollar, where are you investing your time in? Because where you invest will grow, right? There's always the harvest whenever you plant seeds. So where are you planting your seeds? If you are planting your seeds in the negative talk, if you're planting your seeds in the in the in the lack, in the you know, I'm not successful because of this. I can't have that because of this, or this person has more because of that. If that's where you're planting your seeds, that is what will grow. But if you plant your seeds in yourself, if you plant your seeds in the four concepts or we call effort, right? Like the, the business is modern fitness, but the culture and the people, the brand is around team, hashtag team effort, faith, family, fitness, and freedom. The four core values, the four pillars that we've kind of built everything upon. If you invest in your faith, your family, your fitness, and your freedom, whatever variation that may mean to you, that is what will grow. Because there's always a harvest whenever you plant seeds. That's so true. That's great, dude. I love that. That was perfect. That was absolutely perfect. It's so true. It, and yeah, wherever you drink, wherever you plant your seeds, that's exactly right. That's what's going to grow. Negative, positive, you know, whatever it is you have to be self-aware and it, I hate cause like people throw around that whole term of self-awareness. Like they, they just say it so loosely, but they really don't understand. Right. You need to have that awareness where you know where your time is being spent. Right. And it goes back to the beginning of your conversation. I'm investing in our relationship, you and me, because I like you. I like spending my time with you. But if someone were to hit me up, hit me up on my phone, like a potential client or someone who's just trying to, get on the podcast or whatever, like that can wait if I can't do it, right? Because I, I need to be purposeful about every hour. I'm going to spend time with him after this. I'm going to put him to sleep. So like every hour, there's like an internal thing in my head, like a clock where every hour I will kind of do a quick check. How did I spend that last hour? Okay, I spent it recording. Cool, that was great. That was, I really love that podcast. He's such a cool, cool guy. I'm, I'm glad we connected. Like that's the stuff that like goes on my head. Sure. And after like every hour, dude, my, my days are to a T. My days are to a T because if you don't know where you're planting, you don't know what's growing. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're just kind of just like, hmm, just kind of throwing your seasons around like it's nothing. You're, and then you look at like you know, six months later, because that's kind of like the time where those harvests will start to pop up four to six months. When you look at four to six months later and you still don't know what happened, it's because you don't know where you put your seeds in. You don't know where you spent your dollar. You don't know where you spent your time. You're not being purposeful and there's no intent. But because I know I'm investing in our relationship, I'm investing in my relationship with him. I'm investing in my relationship with my business, my clients, where we are going as a company. I know four to six months and even further than that, I know where we're going to be. God may have a different plan for me. He might kind of take me left and right and all that. But in the end, I know that my, where my seeds are going. My intent has always been the same. It's always to help people and really make the biggest impact I can. I truly feel like I've gotten this second chance in life and I plan to make the most of it. I'm not going to let someone who's, you know, talking behind my back. I'm not going to let someone who's copying what we're doing. I'm not going to let someone who's doing all these things behind my back that I can't control take any more real estate on my mind or my heart or my time. That's the thing. You you are not going to get real estate on my time. So the people that say like, Oh, it's so hard to get a hold of you. It's because you're not a priority right now. You right. can't, you cannot be offended by that because if you know who I am, you know, I'm actually a good person. You know, if you're in my circle, I will look over you like a brother or sister. That's really how it is. But if you're not, you're just going to have to take a back seat, and I will get there when I get there. 
Totally get it. Totally get it. Mm. All right. What's the name of your – tell everybody the name of your podcast and where, where, they, can, where they can find you. Yeah, so the uh, the name of the podcast is the Just F-It Podcast, F-F-F-I-T, F-F-I-T. So, you know, it stands for Faith, Family, Fitness, and Freedom. And a quick story before we go, my very first call as a police officer, like literally the next day after we got out of the academy, was a guy with a gun in a grocery store. And it just so happened that my partner and I were right around the corner so we're the first ones there. We get there. There's a bunch of screaming people. We get out of the car and I kind of look at him and I'm like, dude, this, this shit's real. You know, like this, the bullets are real. The bad guys are real. And we just look at each other and we're just kind of like, fuck it. Like we, we got to go. We got to do what we got to do. This is what we're paid for. This is what we're trained for. Fuck it. Let's go. So we go in there, we, we do our thing, but that's kind of where the whole effort thing kind of comes from too it fits like really well with the faith family fitness and freedom and the whole like yeah just kind of just fuck it man just you know i would be i can't i i don't i don't know if i could do it i really don't know <laughs> if i could do it but i guess if i were in this situation like you said i you know you, know, you don't have any choice you got to do it you got to do what you got to do right right and i mean I, you know we were six months in training this the academy was six months long so you know you you get conditioned more and it becomes, sure. but, you know, it, again, like, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be for when I interview you on my podcast, but it's, it's that fear, right? Like, that's how I, I use fear to guide me. If I'm sure. afraid to speak, if I'm afraid to do this, I know that's probably where I have to go. That's probably the direction we have to take next. Makes total sense. So. It makes total sense. All right. What's your IG handle? Yeah, it's uh, at Angelo Lilac, A-N-G-E-L-O. L-I-L-O-C, and then our, uh, for the business, uh, we just started growing that more. It's at Modern Fitness, M-O-D-3-R-N underscore F-I-T-N-E-S-S. I almost forgot how to spell fitness for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There you go, folks. All right, Angelo, appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much. It was a great conversation, dude. I can't thank you enough for spending this time with me, and enjoy the rest of your day, brother. Oh, you too, but I appreciate you. I I appreciate you. Thank you for having myself and Carson on the show. Um, he, he was great. Good, he he was great, man. He did great. Yeah. Such a good kid. All right, hey, man. Brother, I appreciate you. Man. You got it, brother. Talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. If you have not already subscribed, please do. And look, if you really enjoyed today's episode, email me at SuccessfulLifePodcast at gmail.com and tell me what it was you enjoyed. And if there's somebody that you want me to bring on, then email me about that and tell me who it is. And I'll make sure it happens. So, you know, leave us a review, tell a friend, and... Until next time, folks, have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. 
Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.